You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on Shame on you. <laughs> it's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. Hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And Fernando. Hello, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. We got another great episode for you. A bunch of stuff to get to. It's a smattering of news. Garth Mm. Brooks, we're talking Garth. He says, you know what? (laughs) If I want to serve Bud Light, I'm going to serve Bud Light because... Push comes to shove in six months, everyone's going to forget about this scandal, and they're going to want their Bud <laughs> yeah. Light. Yeah. All the freedom beers are going to turn skunky real freaking quick, <laughs> and Bud Light's got to be back. So Garth Brooks, once again, standing on the right side of beer when mm. it comes to his support of Bud Light. <laughs> Although, ironically, I am now a Michelob Ultra guy, lower calories, I'm older, I'm responsible, mm. you can't... Uh, can't go wrong with 95 calories <laughs> for 12 Ooh, ounces. Good choice, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> also, we got a story on Matt Gates, a little bit on Dan Crenshaw. Again, it's a bit of a smattering episode. And, of course, we'll discuss what's happening with Donald Trump. But before all of that, let's get to who's running for president. The GOP has a new super stud. He's out of Miami. His name is Francis Suarez, and I've got to say, he's a hunk. He what a dreamboat. He's kind of cute. Ew, hunky. Dude is a uh, Miami, Florida. Uh, I'm sorry. The dude is the mayor out of Miami, obviously Miami, Florida. He is now joining a crowded Republican field. He's 45 years old. Uh, he mm. has announced just one day after Donald Trump was arraigned in downtown Miami. Interesting enough, when it comes to Florida, this is the third candidate that mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. running as a Republican wow. from the Ding Dong State. A bit of a crowded field <laughs> right, from Florida right. alone. This guy doesn't have very much name recognition at this time. But again, with all of this, I'm going to call it hubba baloo that's going to be taking place <laughs> in Miami. With yeah. Donald Trump, Ooh. perhaps this puts this guy on the map a little bit and he can kind of piggyback on all the media coverage that Donald's going to get with this trial and maybe make himself a household name. I don't know. Foreshadowing, you say. Perhaps. I Ooh. mean, again, mm. I think these people are seeing, you know, DeSantis fall, Nikki Haley, Chris Christie not rise, mm-hmm. uh, Tim Scott mm-hmm. sort of maintain his kind of you know, vanilla-like standing. Soft boil. Very soft <laughs> boil. And maybe he's like, hey, screw it. You know, the time is ticking towards the future and none of these people are doing well. Why the hell not? Miami's going to be in the crosshairs of media attention for the foreseeable future, at least the next few months. Well, maybe you can 
get some coverage and make yourself uh, make yourself a case to the American people. Yeah, I think my big question would be, is he a Trump loyalist or is he an anti-Trumper? I guess we'll see as things play out. But at 45, that's what you call a rising star right there. He's younger. And I even think this is a move not so much to get the nomination for president, but to raise that profile right up, right? Kind of like Beto O'Rourke did in Texas. You do this now. And in theory, it'll build your profile so you can run for Congress, maybe try to primary Rick Scott or Marco Rubio for Senate in Florida. And you just keep moving up. Maybe, maybe. Ron DeSantis will be term limited right after this next term is done. Maybe mm-hmm. this fella goes for governor of Florida next, too. So perhaps if you shoot for the moon, you end up around uh, amongst the stars. Maybe that's what he's thinking. Miami is around 450,000 people. It's a part of Miami-Dade County, which is a region of about 2.5 million folks. So this isn't a Pete Buttigieg coming out of a small place in Indiana. This is a real place. Miami is a multicultural city. It's a multinational hub. Mm -hmm. And it does matter when you are the leader of a place like Miami far more than, again, if you are a smaller mayor from a smaller market. Uh, Suarez has been elected twice as a mm. uh, Miami mayor, and uh, we'll see. He's touting his city's low crime rate. Absolutely. He's touting economic successes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to him being a massive Trump supporter, he did not acknowledge if he voted for Donald Trump in 2016 or 2020. Mm, so perhaps he's also going to be a little bit lighter in the load, taking Spirit Airlines, only carry-ons, no major <laughs> luggage right. when it comes to Donald Trump. Because, again, he is the, what is it, amulet around the neck of so many Republicans right now. And uh, he represents something that you talk about a lot, Ben, those, you know, Puerto Ricanos or even Cubanos that come to America. A lot of them end up in Florida and they are conservative people. This right. guy is a Hispanic man. He'd be the only Hispanic Republican at this point, right? Like Absolutely. That, that's in that's uh, basically thrown his hat in the ring. Yeah, where, I believe so. So yeah. I say there's a it's Miami too. Miami is not some podunk, you know, Florida right. town. It's like you said, it's Miami. There's millions of people there. People fly there. It's a world known place. So I think this guy's got a kind of a good it's a portfolio. It's uh, interesting if you just take a look at his voting record. And again, you know, I'm just kind of learning about this guy over this past week. There's just been a few articles. So let us know what you think about him. If you're, if you're out there in Miami, he said he did not vote for Ron DeSantis in 2018 over mm. his uh, handling. Uh, and then he did have some issues with the handling that uh, DeSantis had over the COVID-19 pandemic. However, Suarez did say that he voted for DeSantis in 2022. Mm. Uh, This is what he had to say when it comes to running for president. He says, because I think I can grow the tent. Yeah, I've seen him shirtless. (laughs) He can grow the tent. He's a real Vladimir Putin. He says, because I think I can grow the tent, not for an election, but for a generation. I think it matters who is the communicator of ideas and how they communicate those ideas. You can look at my history and you know that I am someone who's a unifier. You can look at my history and see that I'm someone who appreciates the nuances in a variety of different Hispanic cultures. Mm. It's interesting. I mean, if you take a look right now at the Republican field, you got Nikki Haley, uh, Indian American background, Tim Scott, obviously African American. And now this dude is the son of a Cuban immigrant. So there is some diversity on, on from that perspective. Uh, certainly when it comes to the people who are uh, more vocal in announcing they're, they're going to be running, of course, because there's no incumbent Republican. 
Right, and obviously more likable than a Ted Cruz, for example. Oh, God. I was about to say. Uh, certainly less baggage than a Marco Rubio. Hello. Gay. But I will okay, you said it, not me. Um, but also Ben, you brought up a great point about Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg did this, you know, long shot run for president in twenty twenty and it got him a, a secretary position. He's Mayor Pete turned now secretary Pete. And right. even that could be very good for a Miami mayor. I mean, you could get transportation secretary, labor secretary all kinds of different positions if you obviously appease to the actual winner of the eventual nomination. And the last thing I do find it interesting, he's talking about Miami's low crime. Uh, he's got one of the biggest criminals in the country living there. <laughs> it's currently in court. <laughs> that is true. So, That's know, a solid uh, point. Different and, kind of crime. <laughs> and obviously, right. obviously there is going to be some pushback. Of course. Uh, this is according to the Democratic National Committee Chair, Jamie Harrison, one of the angles i suppose where people see um issues with suarez is corruption this is what they say they say as mayor of miami suarez has repeatedly used his position to benefit himself prioritizing pay raises for himself accepting lavish gifts and taking shady payments all while ignoring the biggest challenges facing the people he was elected to serve you know it so it is uh a tale as old as time on that front mm-hmm. that people use their power, specifically mayoral ships and gubernatorial power mm-hmm. to benefit mm-hmm. themselves. And again, if he wants the spotlight on him, uh, all of those concerns will have to be flushed out. And we'll see if, again, he is just a swarmy politician or truly a man of the people. I think the point that Travis makes is probably the biggest takeaway from this. This guy may not necessarily think he's going to be president, but he will get funding and notoriety from this. And, it, you know, mm-hmm. you move up the ranks. That's how you move the ranks, especially in, for, in Florida. You got to be popular. You got to be more popular than Ronnie and, you know, work your way up them ranks. And, you know, when it comes to Cuban-U.S. relations, I think a lot of Americans are like, what? Why don't we like each other? Right. It's Old, right there. Yeah. And it's like, I love them right. cigars. There's a reason after the embargo, everyone's like, well, give me a couple of fucking smuggles up your asshole really quick and give them to me before we have this embargo. <laughs> right. Right. Cubanos are truly, Cubans are truly the best cigars. I had mm-hmm. some in London and I was like, let's get them over here. <laughs> what are we doing wrong? Why don't we have a relationship with Cuba? Exactly. I mean, it doesn't, other than, again, uh, well, ironically enough, a lot of Cuban Americans have a lot of anger towards Cuba and they actually didn't agree with Obama trying to loosen uh, or ease the tensions between Cubans and Americans. Right. Because there is generational strife and anger. Right. Because, of course, of how Castro treated so many people, which is why we see them coming to America. According to Amelia Dache, Dache, an associate professor at the University of Pennsylvania's Graduate School of Education, they talk about his Cuban culture and they say that the Suarez candidacy does give them quote, a little sense of pride. She said, when I see him, I don't see Marco Ruby and I don't see Ted Cruz. I agree. Yes. She says, I see a brown man. It's a little different for me seeing him and understanding what he represents and possibly what this would mean for his ancestors. I agree. An interesting new name in the ring for GOP president. I 100% agree with what this professor is saying, but I also agree with what the Democratic rep was saying. It's possible this guy's kind of just like a coconut. He's only brown on the outside, and on the inside, he's he's got that white Republican (laughs) meat, you know? Yes, but now, Mm. isn't that what you want? No. What about the delicious milky core? That's the only problem with the analogy, because that's the only thing with the Oreo, but it's like, you really do want that frost. You want that frost, and you want that meat. 
Mm. But mm. maybe we'll go, hmm, I don't know what the, what's the thing where the outside is actually better than the inside? Ugh. You see, I don't like oh, coconut, so how about like an Almond Joy or something? The chocolate oh. on the outside, I suckle the outside, leave yeah, the Yeah, and then if you don't like the, uh, if you don't like <laughs> But it's almond. coconut again, it's coconut. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, this mayor, I'd like to suckle the outside only, please. Thank you. <laughs> well, there he goes, and that's the <laughs> suckling segment of today's episode. So anyway, <laughs> you might be hearing more of Mr. Suarez in the news. And no, he is the mayor out of Miami who has a uh, interesting history with both Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and Sirius XM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and Sirius XM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. With my busy life, I use shipped same-day delivery to keep up. When I need a jar of extra creamy peanut butter delivered, I know my personal shopper Amber will come through. And if it's not on the shelf, she asks them to check the back. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at shipped.com. Okay, let's move on to Donald Trump. You know things are bad when MSNBC is number one in cable news. <laughs> Uh-oh, we've got trouble. <laughs> I have to say, after the years and years and years of just insanely boring content, the walls are closing in. I'm happy for my little MBC, right. MSNBC heads. <laughs> I flipped through the channel for about 15 seconds, and it was all of them who've been ranting for the past seven years. And they're just right. like, see, we weren't lying. We, he did do it. Um, of course, um, I don't know if they helped or hurt, but nonetheless, right, right. they are number one in cable news, which is kind of fascinating. It's the first time since 2018. Fox News going through an interesting transition, kind of getting out of Trumpism, perhaps, but of course, still having some diehard Trump supporters within the ranks. As a matter of fact, they got into a little bit of heat. Whoever makes the Fox News Chiron, just some producer out there, you just put in a little program and it goes up on the big screen. <laughs> they had a small uh, snafu. There was a side-by-side of Joe Biden speaking next to Donald Trump. Donald Trump giving a little presentation after his indictment, after his arraignment, rather, in Miami. And the Fox News Chiron said, wannabe dictator speaks at White House, of course, referring to Donald Trump, after having his political rival arrested, which is a little bit loaded and not at all what happened. So uh, Fox News has apologized for that, and it was taken down. Fox News also currently suing Tucker Carlson because they say he is a breaching contract as he has his little Twitter show. It's so funny. Oh, boy. I guess the lawsuit can continue. It's basically the exact same show as Fernando said uh, before we recorded, but with worse writing and worse lighting. Yeah, it's really yeah. bad. It's in worse a barn. Producing. Worse producing. <laughs> it's in a barn, dude. So... <laughs> Fox News not exactly sure how to cover this Trump uh, arraignment because, again, they have a lot of Trump supporters watching who really believe it's a witch hunt, despite the fact that if one if a person did one tenth of what Donald Trump did, they would already be behind bars. Mm -hmm. So he is he has lived like this miraculous, even with his shady ass dealings with uh, the casinos, Trump University, Trump stakes. Trump water, which I think is just Eric Trump's saliva. (laughs) All of these different scams. Trump University is a legitimate scam. Yeah. 
Yeah. Trump steaks. He would be on an episode on uh, on American Greed. Yeah. He would yeah. already be on a C- He would already be on CNBC. This would have happened in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So this idea that he's being persecuted unfairly is insane because, again, the man has skated on thin ice for a real long time. And perhaps the cracks beneath him are beginning to widen. One thing that is also widening is his wallet. So after the arraignment, Donald Trump, he gave a speech in which, of course, he just did some Trumpisms. This was at a fundraiser in Bedminster, New Jersey. He was arraigned in Miami, got on a plane, went right to Bedminster, (laughs) gave a little 30, 30 minute speech. You know, just the same old hits from before. It's a witch hunt, yada, yada, yada. And then he went in and raised two point one million dollars during during only the sweetest. A candlelight dinner. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, so you imagine, so- you imagine a candlelight dinner with the fucking sludge monsters <laughs> that went to the Bedminster, New Jersey fundraiser to give this man uh. more money. The same people are like, welfare is bad. <laughs> right. Social security needs to be cut. Here's $2 million, you dumpy fuck, for failing. Yeah. And we knew this was going to happen. Every time he gets in trouble, he uses it to his advantage and his people, his loyalists show up. We all knew what he was going to use this for, not just for raising money and moving his candidacy forward. He's not going to drop out or anything. No, he's, not. he's going to use this to his advantage. And you already can see the loyalists starting to circle the wagons, right? J.D. Vance, my senator from Ohio, Ugh. who owes his seat, indeed, getting the endorsement from Trump is what got him the nomination through the primary. And then he somehow got through the general. He owes being a senator to Donald Trump. And he has already said he's going to hold up judicial nominations until Joe Biden and the Department of Justice, quote, until they stop using the DOJ to persecute political opponents. That is exactly what's going to be their tact, right? That's what's going to be their message going forward is that Joe Biden has just weaponized the DOJ against a potential political opponent because Joe Biden deep down knows that Donald Trump would beat him in 2024. (laughs) Absolutely. Because you know that DOJ, the same one that cost Hillary the election potentially by reopening an investigation that (laughs) went nowhere 10 days before the election. James Comey needs to shut the fuck up about everything, by the way. I just saw him in another uh, speaking and it's like just you make tall men look horrible. Just shut up and just go retire. Uh, so who was sitting with Donald Trump at this beautiful candlelight dinner? I was thinking about this just now. Tommy mm. Tuberville. Oh, he is the for- former football coach. And that's what makes it, for some reason, even worse, because he just had so much impact on so many black people and so many black uh, men. And as he has been a senator out of Alabama, he is just such a fucking asshole. Mm. Yeah. And he's a, I mean... I don't use it lightly, but everything he says appears to be racist Right, because he's like black, black people are like he just it's like, what were you teaching these people, the the the, the student athletes that you had? I, I, Tommy Tuberville is just such a fucking schmuck. Well, and don't forget, he's another one who, again, got endorsed by Trump and owes his entire Senate seat. To Donald Trump. So, of course, he's going to be there. Also, don't forget old Tuberville was one of these fellows who got uh, private information, confidential information behind closed doors as he's sitting U.S. senator and then went out and changed up his stock portfolio a little bit Uh, just because. Yep. 
Also, Tuberville sounds like a great place if you have a series of different cancers and want to go hang out with people who have the same kind. <laughs> um, so Trump, he raised $2.1 million at the candlelight. I'm going to call it a visual. <laughs> oh. He also raised $4.5 million in digital fundraising. So overall, wow. he wow. made $6.6 million for being a, um, a criminal. A criminal or now an accused... <laughs> criminal in in more than one case so we'll continue to uh, see what happens one of the interesting ironies is the people who are going on television and crying i uh have to say it's a little sweet i do feel slightly like cartman after he feeds uh that one guy chili with his parents and it looks because these are the same people that were liberal tears i drink liberal tears for for breakfast morning <laughs> right, coffee right, right. and it's like why why would you even do that that doesn't it's disgusting yeah it's, it's actually disgusting gross, yeah. try sugar um man it is a a bizarre world to see donald trump jr and eric trump and all yeah. the diehards actively crying on television man it makes you i don't like to have schadenfreude but occasionally i'll bathe in it right they're be, just solely because of how they've acted and yeah. what they have said about people that right. they don't agree with right and watching them break down on camera it's just been astonishing. I like the I think it's the realization that there's no amount of gymnastics and backpedaling out of this, that it's just for real. I think they it's see real. It, it's real. And you see it in their face. You see the crumbling of like, oh, yep. my God, I've just wasted four years of my life and he's about to be Tiger King. You know, <laughs> yeah, seriously, sure. he might be hanging out with the old TK. I mean, and we covered it on the last show, just the ridiculousness of the 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 accused crimes that he has committed, the, the boxes of materials in the bathroom and bringing them out to show off to people like Sean Hannity so and stupid. Kid Rock. It's like it's all out in the open, you know, just like with the Michael Cohen uh, hush money payments to Stormy Daniels. And dare I say, like we said in the last show, the upcoming uh, charges that could be coming out of Georgia for trying to... It, influence an election i mean it's all out in the open so they really it have no really... choice but to face the music and again it's 37 felony charges 30 count 31 counts of willful retention of national security records and six counts of obstruction so who else was at this at least a thousand dollar a plate you have thousand dollar yeah. minimum yeah. oh man to go I hang hope, out with these people so I hope it's good mashed potatoes <laughs> uh, i have a feeling none of it was good if we remember what he was like in the White House, I'm assuming ketchup was involved <laughs> and breaded chicken product. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even against it, but you all love ketchup. Tommy, <laughs> you barely touched your plate of ketchup. $1,000. So what did they pay $1,000 for? First, Rick Grinnell. Uh, he was uh, oh, Trump's former God, acting Rick. director of national intelligence. I met Rick many times. Uh, a nice enough guy, but holy fuck, dude. Yeah. He's He's a gay Republican for Trump, and he's, I mean, he is, it's his whole thing. Right. And um, he has maintained fierce loyalty uh, yeah. for Donald Trump. So Donald Trump Jr. was yes. also there, along with Kimberly Guilfoyle. Yep. Oh. oh, my. Can you imagine looking at those faces in candlelight? Uh, That's the only, either candlelight or, like, less light than that. That's the only way I could do it. It is unbelievable. So, anyway. As we assumed, it was going to be a fundraising boom. 
people inside that know Donald Trump, they say he's scared shitless. That's according to John Kelly. Also, oh. interestingly enough, on Flag Day, it's also Donald Trump's 77th birthday. Oof. I was thinking about that just, um, you know, it's like, did what? How did I get here? Like, have you just like made the movie where right, Donald Trump right. is walking into the Miami Dade, the Miami courthouse? Just like, so what happened? From, I, was, I was a billionaire. I had a TV show, number one show on television. Yep, yep. I was president. So yep. how did I get here? Yeah. And it really is a uh, there's going to be movie after movie mm -hmm. and story mm -hmm. after story. Once all of this is actually done. Right. And there's no longer a threat to our democratic process. And we can mm -hmm. kind of look back and be like, so what? did happen right. <laughs> 77th birthday everyone reflects upon their life on their birthday in one way or another i just can't imagine i cannot imagine that it's like literally how the fuck did i get here right right and and you're absolutely right because he always tries to portray himself in a certain way right i mean not only is he raising money off of this but somebody was even saying that in the courtroom he was nervously talking to his lawyers the whole time until they officially turned the courtroom cameras on and it was announced. And then he just sat there stoic and stared directly into the camera for like a minute because oh that's how God. he wants people to see him. But deep down, like we've said on this show, he's just that scared little boy. His mommy and daddy didn't pay much attention to him and he would get away with everything. And now, yep. buddy, you're in a different ballgame. So after the arraignment, before he went out to Bedminster, he also went to the iconic Cuban restaurant Versailles. Vers yeah, yeah. Something like that. And uh, that's where patrons did sing happy birthday to him. And those are really the things that matter the most. A political source told People magazine, Trump knows that heavily Republican Cuban-American vote in Miami is essential for any future win in Florida. Oh. So he wasted no time <laughs> heading over after his arraignment. Wow. <laughs> And they were able to sing happy birthday to him. So we'll see what continues to happen. There's, I, I have no idea how long this is going to go. Um, I would assume it's going to be, you know, all the dotted, all the dotted I's and cross T's as you can imagine by, by all sides. Although I have heard some reports that his legal team isn't necessarily the best. I guess he had some hard. Uh, he had a hard time finding people who could practice law in the state of uh, Florida. Apparently, Ooh. well, and then a bunch of his attorneys had left already. Remember, yeah. two attorneys, high-profile attorneys, left because he lied to them about all of this. You know, right. sometimes the crime is the cover-up, right? And that's kind of what he's dealing with on top of everything else. I do wonder if the feds were nice enough to gift wrap the indictment. That would have been sweet. Aww. That would have been <laughs> nice. <laughs> Put a bow on it, indeed. All right. Well, we'll definitely be keeping you updated on all of that possible. He'll be giving uh, speeches with an ankle bracelet, and uh, he might be on a ballot from behind bars. I mean, you can't script this stuff. It is insane, <laughs> and it's cliche to say, but if you brought this up at a pitch meeting, they'd be like, nah, I don't think That's so. That's a little bit crazy. And, I, you know, and I do understand the um, from the perspective of, like, what does it mean for the country? But this is so unique. Mm -hmm. You have to fuck up so bad. Right. You have to yeah. fuck up right. so right. bad. Yeah. Because he had every chance under the sun. Right. All they had to do was be like, oh, yeah, go get him. Go get him. Yep. And it was, and also, it's interesting. We brought up uh, his, uh, his, his buddy, his valet or whatever. Uh, his valet, uh, Nuda, oh, I think, something yeah, like that. Poor yeah. guy. Poor and fellow. he's been all, he's been all over the news. So I'm happy we were able to bring him up because he's also taken the fall for all this shit. Yeah. And he yeah. just did what he was told. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and you uh, put a, an interesting, you know, kind of do a zoom out lens on it. Just this past week, uh, Italy's version of Donald Trump, Sergio Berlusconi, passed away, right? And he was yes. kind of Italy's Donald Trump. He was a media mogul, spray tan, hair Bunga plugs, bunga. Bunga bunga parties with all I the believe wrong it was, ladies. I believe it was Silvio. And he had, oh, thank um, you. Yes, yes, yes. And he had also quite a bit of love <laughs> for underage girls. Mm. Well, oh. got in quite a lot of trouble. Again, He his fall from grace was just as hard in Italy as Trump's is about to be here in this country. So, yep. It yep. all comes around, baby. Italy. Italy's kind of a, a predictor of American politics. I've been saying that for a long time. <laughs> you know, uh, my thoughts are is assuming justice is served in the court of law. This is America. I want to see uh, it, the law applied equally to all citizens. And if he has right. some remarkable defense, then, of course, he is allowed to showcase that as well. And we will see. He's got to get 12 jurors. Uh, I can't say they're his peers because, again, most people are not former billionaire <laughs> moguls turned president turned potential convicted felon. Right. But 12 people in this political landscape, I don't even know how you pick the jury. Like, do you, have you heard of Donald Trump? And if they say no, you're also like, what? You no. You okay? If they say yes, you're like, you have an opinion then. So it's it, that's a tricky uh, yeah, jury process because yeah. you have to be both really stupid but also smart enough to be on the jury, mm. but you can also be really stupid uh, to be on a jury. Uh, you're right. You're right. Who knows? That's the whole nother thing. What if it turns out, what if on the last day, just a juror wears a MAGA hat? And they're like, <laughs> just throw the trial goes to crap. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's a true jury of his peers. It's just all Trump family members. Yeah. It's all just different versions of Pierce Morgan. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's see. We have Pride Month going on. I talked about this on my serious show. I think these corporations are just, again, as soon as push comes to shove, they turn they turn coat and they they uh, they run the other direction mm -hmm. very quickly, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, as we've seen with what happened with Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light. And now Budweiser is in cahoots with uh, because of the Dylan Mulvaney scandal. Budweiser is now uh, being sponsored by Harley Davidson. They have little <laughs> Harley cans. And then Bud Light is like, all we love is pussy. <laughs> so the Bud Light is going through like the reverse of uh, right. no, it's like that one. I'm not gay anymore. Yeah, they, I'm not gay no more. That's Bud Light right now. I'm not gay anymore. Women, women, women. Oh, that poor guy. All right. So the White House had a little event, uh, an event for Pride Month. And this is where a trans gal, uh, she went topless, right, to show off for the yeah. for these these pert new titties. Yeah, if they, right? hey, I paid a, I paid a few grand for them. I'm going to show them off. Babe. Yeah, her, her name is uh, Rose Montoya, 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 yeah. a transgender gal, and she's an activist. And she went on Instagram and she flashed her nice new new, new titties, you know. And then uh, they kicked her out. Mm. And I thought, Joe, come on, yeah. what's what's, you know, she did it. She looks good. I say you got to let her let her be free the nipple show the titty. So two two my two issues with it's not I'm actually have issues that they kicked her out. Normally, you know me, I'm, I like to play. I like to play both sides. But on this one, I agree with her. She should not have been kicked out. Apparently, it's legal to show your boobs in Washington, D.C. It's something you can Great. do. You can go topless. And I think she covered her nipples up with like pasties or something. So oh, it was my. just it was boob, but not nipple. Ben. 
This White House ain't so cool after all. A White House <laughs> spokesperson said in this statement, this behavior is inappropriate mm. and disrespectful for any event at the White House. <laughs> yeah, same White House where Lyndon Johnson used to whip his fucking dick out, which is why we call it the Johnson <laughs> right. in front of reporters and take a piss on the fucking lawn. He would do it in the Senate. He would do it in the House. He would do it in the White House. He would do it around Texas. He had a great time. I'm fairly certain he used it as a reasoning for his foreign policy. He would just grab his dick and be like, this is why. (laughs) But anyway, it's the White House. They go on to say it's not reflective of it's not reflective of the event that we hosted to celebrate the LGBTQI plus. Now, I don't know about the plus. See, this is getting the plus. We have to include everybody, Ben. Intersex right. and, and and anyone else. There you, know? you go. <laughs> Families or other hundreds of guests who are in the uh, who are in attendance, individuals in this video will not be invited back to future events. But I don't know if they've really been to many pride events. This is pretty par for the course. They act like Joe like started motorboating her titties or something <laughs> like it's I mean, come on. I mean, again, it's a I, I as long as there weren't children around, you know, the whole consent and yada yada. But if if you're allowed to show your boobs in in Washington, D.C., yeah, I, I don't think, understand the issue. I think you showing know. kids uh, T-shirts that say you know, with, with pictures of AR-15s on it is more triggering than a, I agree. Than a pair of tits, I agree, but ben, whatever. But, you know, but each, <laughs> right. to each um, parent their own. To each parent their own. Of course. <laughs> so according to Montoya, she says, I'm currently receiving hundreds of emails and phone calls. Uh, she's going to be unavailable. She says, please be patient. She'll be making a public statement soon. <laughs> it's not the it's not the biggest deal. I just think they could also just uh, say, who gives a fuck, you know? Right. Who cares? Right. It's, uh, you know, free the nipple, have a little fun with it out there. So Joe Biden, you know, it is what it is. It's still the White House that's being occupied by a geriatric who just probably had some kind of aneurysm <laughs> with the idea of seeing a tit that isn't Jill's. <laughs> oh, Jill. All right, let's move on. The smattering of stories continues. Mm. Mm. Like ketchup on the wall. <laughs> Representative Dan Crenshaw. He oh. was participating in a congressional soccer match. The oh. GOP members celebrated together. But Crenshaw, in a very bizarre, bizarre act, popped out his glass eye. And then dropped it in the trophy. Whoa! Yeah, so that's he put a his new gl- one. <laughs> yeah, so that was, a, that was a. Despite the Republicans, they won four to two over Team Democrats. Um, yeah. Oh, congratulations! Okay, it's a soccer match there. It's a, it's a good, it's a good <laughs> thing they're doing that. Um, but he, he he was he was upset because he said there was poor officiating. Okay, so more whining coming from the Republicans. Uh, This is according to um, Crenshaw. He says the refs have two eyeballs, but they don't use them. So I'm just going to give them one of mine. Whoa. Wow. He must have been very upset about all this. And then he pops his eyeball out and he puts it in a cup there. Uh, That's gross. (laughs) It's a little much. It's an unusual protest. I've been to a lot of soccer games, as you guys know. I've never seen somebody pop out their eye and throw it on the field. No, I haven't either. I also don't really think he should be taking this so seriously. Um, but he did say there was a lot of bad calls. Um, so that's good. So weird. Uh, then, then they said it's a weaponized refs. These <laughs> right, weaponized. Right, these are political weaponized refs. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Yeah. Even though they won, though. I don't know. It's, that, that's it, you so know weird to me. Yeah. 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 Well, just wait till Crenshaw gets a load of the uh, U.S. Supreme Court. They got bad officiating, but the Republicans always seem to win. 
Yeah, he's a real fucking weird guy. Uh, total asshole by any metric. <laughs> and this, again, just makes him more and more non-human as, uh, again, all they do is whine and complain even after a not legitimate soccer match. Uh, it just kind of shows you the character of these people and the victim complex that mm. uh, all of them seem to have. Um so anyway, he said there's a lot of bad calls. That's the that's that entire story. It's just more of a reminder that these people suck and you can't have any fun with them because all they do is whine and bitch, which is why they got into politics. <laughs> also, when it comes to whiny little bitches, Matt Gates, Matt Gates might have some more trouble ahead. The House uh -oh. Ethics Committee has reopened the probe into his <clears throat> conduct. <sighs> House uh -oh. Ethics Committee has quietly reopened a probe into Matt Gates. Uh, that's according mm. to Punchbowl News. The oh. outlet reports that the committee's investigations has begun re-examining. Mm, it's time for a re-examination, <laughs> which is exactly what Matt Gates did to a 17-year-old girl. Oof. So that's what they're investigating <laughs> once again. A grand jury investigated whether the Florida Republican had a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old girl and paid her to travel with him. Investigators recommended not moving forward with the trafficking charges against the lawmaker. However, the Ethics Committee is now re-examining the allegations again him but hasn't yet decided whether it will move forward with a special investigative subcommittee you can't even transfer a 17 year old girl across <laughs> state lines for sex anymore <laughs> gates's office has declined to comment obviously this is also all part of that disgusting scandal with the tax man i believe yeah. out of tallahassee florida green something who was great friends with matt gates Right, it was Greenberg out of Orlando. So that was okay. Yeah, it was Sarasota County, I believe, here in Florida. I'm very close, so I can go check in on Joel and see if he's doing okay with his buddy Matt. But I do something really stands out to me about this, Ben, and that is who controls the House right now? Who controls the Ethics Committee? It's the Republicans. This may be a little mm. bit of, as you like to say, the Schrodinger. Yeah, it's a little revenge. Speaker McCarthy's kind of being like, hey, you know what, buddy? It took 15 votes for you to finally behave, make me the speaker. Yeah. And I gave you everything you wanted. And I'm going to have this ethics committee look into some of those former charges because that's, again, kind of the crux of the ethics committee. They can't necessarily bring charges. And the charges, obviously, like you pointed out, were kind of dismissed and they did not move forward. But an ethics committee, when it starts peeking into the private yeah. lives of Congress people that actually does can do some damage. Yeah. And especially ones like Matt Gates, again, who someone is just, he's, he's a different person. Uh, uh, every single different day, whoever he is speaking with is a different Matt Gates, but we know for a fact that he is a scumbag. This is what they said in April of 2021. The committee is aware of public allegations that Representative Matt Gates may have engaged in sexual misconduct and or illicit drug use, shared inappropriate images or videos on the House floor, misused state Ooh. identification records, converted campaign funds to personal use, uh -oh. and or accepted a bribe and proper gratuity or impermissible gifts in violation of House rules, laws, or other standards of conduct. Obviously, the 17-year-old state lines, all that sex stuff, sure, that's a huge deal, and it's a little bit more muddy, perhaps. But when it comes down to finances, they you just you. follow the numbers. Yep. Yep. And if mm -hmm. he is found to be guilty, 
and they do decide to go forward, that is a serious charge. Mm -hmm. You cannot take campaign funds and use them for personal use. It's caught so many politicians. Jim Trafficking from Youngstown, Ohio. You catch him on that, the House can vote to expel you. And I would would wager to guess that Matt Gates doesn't have enough friends in Congress right now to avoid an expulsion vote like that. I mean, again, this could just be, even if nothing comes from it, this is McCarthy just kind of maybe shooting a quick little shot across the bow. Well, and as we've seen with Marjorie Taylor Greene and the Boberts and all these true Trump cronies, they are just looking more and more and more desperate. Mm -hmm. And you do have to wonder once Trump is gone and whatever happens here in these next few years, I suppose, it will happen, but at some point he will die. Right. Um, and he will be gone out of public life. And then will there just be a purge of anyone that mm. was tied to Trumpism in any way? Right. So according to um, NBC News, the uh, sex trafficking of the 17-year-old, apparently it ironically enough, violates the MAN Act, <laughs> M-A-N-N Act, by mm. taking a woman or women across state lines for prostitution and obstruction of justice. So there you go. Uh, Gates has said, this is bullshit. It's rooted in extortion. It's extortion. Um, so they want to get some of his hair product or something like that. <laughs> what are you trying to get out of the guy? Yes, indeed. Uh, former Trump a White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson testified that Matt Gates had <laughs> been seeking a pardon since early December of 2020. Oh, that's right. Uh, which I actually forgot about because it's such a crazy world that we live in. But you didn't do anything, Matt. What do, I, what do you need Just to want pardon? Yeah, Just want a pardon. The, again, the, the cover-up is the crime. The crime is the cover-up. Good he wanted a pardon uh, for he asked he asked the Trump White House for a pardon, according to several witnesses who testified in the January 6th hearing. Uh, this is according to White House senior advisor Eric Hirschman. He said the pardon was that Gates was discussing requesting was a broad as you could describe it from the beginning of time until today right. for any and all. <laughs> thing. So he basically he wants a he just wants to get out of. Wow. Yeah, he just wants a pardon. Blank a pardon. Blank a pardon. Get out of jail free card for all time, essentially. (laughs) Also, it's so funny because the same ethics committee, I forget if they opened up anything to George Santos. George Santos just sitting there like, yeah, get him. Get him. That Gates guy seems pretty suspect to me. I think Santos and Donnie might be sharing some cream pies in prison. Oh, no. Santos is going. It's not looking good. I think he's going to end up getting charged. (laughs) Anyway, just lastly, as I mentioned, Garth Brooks. I'm more of a Chris Gaines guy, but Garth, he says, you know what, guys? I'm taking. I got bad news. They're the same guy. Oh, no. What? (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, the walls are closing in. (laughs) God damn it. Uh, Garth Brooks, he's got this bar in Nashville, and it's, I don't know what his bar is, but man, other than Roberts, the Nashville bars have, it's Jason L. Dean, it's Kid Rock. It's oh, um, Kid Rocks. a bunch of commercial remember, bullshit. Ben, when you and I were in Nashville, we just looked oh. up at Kid Rocks. It's like four stories of just yep. of open 
balconies with it's, no it's, bears. Like somebody falls off like every other week. It's yeah, then we crazy. went to the we went to the other bar and we're like, does that what? How often do people fall off? You're like every week, every yeah, <laughs> literally just get drunk because it's right by the Johnny Cash Museum. So that's right. obviously what we. I always go to the Johnny Cash Museum. Right. Remember why I love that man so much? And people get drunk and they're like, I think I can jump. I think I can jump across the roof, <laughs> no. and then they die because they're fucking idiots. But don't worry, they're not drinking Bud Light. Maybe. Oh, thank God. Thank you. Maybe if they did, they could fly. So this is uh, so he's got his bar out there. And this is what Garth Brooks had to say. He says, uh, yeah, we're going to serve every brand of beer. Uh, we just are. It's not our decision to make. Our thing is, uh, if you are in our house, love one another. If you are an asshole, there are plenty of other places <laughs> on Lower Broadway, <laughs> right. which I believe yeah, is a that's, so cool. that's a great diss yeah. on Kid Rock's <laughs> shitty fucking bar wow. that doesn't even play country oh, music. It doesn't even play country so music, bad. by the way. Yeah, Travis Tritt, uh. John Rich, Kid Rock, they got rid of Bud Lot from their Nashville bars. God dang. Uh, the name uh, of Dr- Garth Brooks Garth. is, I love Garth, of course, you got to. And the thunder does roll. The name of the bar is Friends in Low Places Bar and Honky Tonk. Mm-hmm. It'll be opening. Uh, oh, wow. It's coming. Uh, Nashville's famous South Broadway district. Yes, indeed. Bro- this is what Brooks said. He said he wants it to be the Chick-fil-A of Honky Tonks, Whoa. which I don't know what that oh, means. Yeah. But yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. He says, I want, it, I want it to be a safe place where people feel safe in. I want it to be a place where you feel like there are manners and people like one another. So there Aww. you go. Yeah. And I don't know forget- word on chicken sandwiches, but yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't know about the Chick-fil-A reference. No, because him, but- now the conservatives don't like Chick-fil-A because they hired that. Oh, diversity that's what he meant. Yeah. Man. Okay. I'm back in. I'm back in. That's the whole, but that's again, why they just all need to stop. Just you Chick-fil-A you make chicken sandwiches, make chicken sandwiches. Shut up. Right, you're a bar sure. you serve booze you get people drunk for a living okay so they can go beat their kids or have sex with someone that they wouldn't have otherwise okay it's shut the fuck up <laughs> well it's to answer like what you talked about on your serious show about pandering i'm i would be okay with pandering if the money followed that sentiment ben like if target right. stuck with their britches and said hey we're gonna have the gay stuff in the stores just deal with it if you don't want to buy it don't buy it but no you know, no, I, I, the the money, if the money followed the pandering. Also, we're finding um, a lot of the money that these people give to politicians go to politicians that are horrible. <laughs> right, so, right. And then it goes in their personal account, as we're seeing with Mr. Matt Gates there. Yeah, I just love I just but Garth, you know, Garth, don't don't forget, he played Joe Biden's inauguration. He oh. was one of these country singers who was just like, you know what, y'all, we got, we just got to get together. He did a beautiful performance in terms of that whole thing. Yeah, and it's just, you know, yeah, this is what you need. You need some people to of that culture, of kind of that countryside culture, to say, yeah, hey, course. what are we doing uh, in in retaliation to the Kid Rocks of the world? Yeah, it's just also Kid Rock. You're from fucking Michigan, from a he's, suburb in Michigan. You're not even country. It is the son of a car dealer. Like yeah, he grew up rich, very, rich. very wealthy. He and is then not was like, country. I'm broke like you. Woo. No Please. Travis uh, Tritt the same way. Just the pandering is so fucking stupid. There's all those pictures of Kid Rock when he hangs out. He used to hang out with drag queens and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. It's all nonsense. Yeah, it's all just BS woke. Bullshit. And of course, he is also one of the people that maybe testified. In the case against Donald <laughs> yeah. Trump, because oh, truly he was we on national don't. television saying that he oh. saw documents that uh, he shouldn't have seen. Oh, and God, Trump literally is... asked him what they should do with Russia and Ukraine. Well, you guys, I guess it makes me think if I'm if, if I'm ever president, 
I offer both you and Travis a blanket pardon. Thank you. Okay. Thank if you. I'm oh, thank you. I love that. I for all time, that. please. For all, yeah. time, all so time. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> yep. Please awesome. and thank you. Uh, all right. What? One more thing, Travis. I was just going to promote our shows. But you let's promote up? them. No, you do it, baby. Uh, all right. June 9th, June 9th, oh, July, oh, no, July, July 9th. Okay, right, we got this. We got yeah, this. Yeah, here all we right. go. We're, we're great at this. We got to sell these tickets. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of Garth Brooks, Ben. Oh, wow, know, great. Well, this, none of this is going to be edited out, so you don't have to pretend like, no, because this is where I suck. <laughs> I hate self-promotion. But anyway, okay, here we go. Speaking of Garth Brooks, that's a great lead in. Okay. Speaking of, okay, hold on. Let me try. <laughs> okay, we'll try it again. Try it again. This is perfect. Really let the audience know how talented we are. Well, you know, if you do like Bye Bye. <laughs> <laughs> July 8th. Wait, July 9th. Oh, no, my God. No. Oh, my God. Oh my All right, I got him right God. here. Hey, Take a, if you do. <laughs> that, you know what? This is really July 9th, San Diego, California. <laughs> July 16th, San Francisco, California. July 23rd, Las Vegas, Nevada. July 30th. Ontario, California. And there'll be more dates in the fall. More dates in the fall. And Travis and I have decided, so we're going to do a little top. We'll do, we'll do a little 10-minute talk up top. Watch the video, but we'll watch it on stage with everyone. We'll do yeah. a little commentary over it. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, we'll do a Q&A. And mm-hmm. uh, depending on time, we'll you know just be able to chill out a little bit. So please come out to those shows, and we'll just have a nice time. Absolutely. And we'll be drinking exclusively Bud Light the entire show. <laughs> I'm an ultra guy. Okay, everyone. Oh, that's right. Thank that's you right. for Bud listening. Bud Light is like, I ain't gay no more. Women, 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 women. Michelob Ultra is like, you wanna you wanna feel you wanna feel skinny? <laughs> yeah, you wanna feel what it's like to be with a man? Okay, everyone, <laughs> hail yourselves. What we'll the soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.